0: Well, hello, everybody. This is Mike Cliss, and you're listening to Cliss's Mic Drop. Let's see here. Played 11 games, the Broncos have, through 12 weeks. So this is week 13, the week 13 edition of Cliss's Mic Drop. Today, our special guest is going to be Garrett Bowles. And Garrett, I uh, think, opened up, had uh, uh, you know had better answers to me than he did to the whole group. Um, Garrett and I go way back. You know, the first time, I think I was his first interview after he was drafted number one by the Broncos in 2017. Uh, He's learned a lot since then. I think he's a little more guarded. He's more mature, and he's obviously a lot better. He thought he was going to tear up the NFL that day. I interviewed him in uh, April of 2017. It was a little more difficult for him, but uh, he gets a four-year, $68 million contract. And here's the thing about Garrett Bowles. He said when the Broncos didn't pick up the fifth year option last year, which meant he would have been a free agent after this season by not picking up the fifth year option. The salary he would have made next year had that option been picked up would have been 11.064 million. So let's call it, uh, you know, just a shade over 11 million. What he's going to make instead with this new contract is 21 million. So almost double. Uh, by the Broncos not picking up the contract and him getting this contract extension. $20 million signing bonus. Uh, I imagine something like that. Uh, it has to be paid out by uh, either uh, March or possibly June of next year, but he's going to get uh, $20 million cash. How about that, huh? And uh, then a $1 million salary. So uh, that high signing bonus probably means he gets $10 million uh, here um you usually get it within one week after you sign the contract. So good for Garrett Bowles. Uh he deserved it. He's uh been a, a highly ranked offensive tackle all year. I think he's uh he's off number one. He's now number three by pro football focus behind uh David Bakhtiari, the former Colorado standout. And uh I can't remember the other one. Um but uh, anyway um Thanks to uh, Garrett Bowles for stopping by and talking to us. Let's just quickly go back the uh, farce uh, that was Sunday and just kind of recap uh, all who was to blame. I think the Broncos, as an organization, were a blame were to blame that they couldn't oversee the quarterbacks going into a room where there's surveillance surveillance uh, cameras. Uh, not every room in that place has uh, uh, cameras for videotape. Um, and the Bronco quarterbacks went there on their off day on Tuesday. And again, after practice Wednesday, uh, the quarterbacks, uh, are to blame. Uh, they should have had more safeguards in place to make sure that didn't happen. Uh, the quarterbacks are to blame for, um, uh, you know, uh, not socially distancing enough and not wearing their masks enough. I didn't see the tape. I've heard, I've heard testimonies from both sides, um, I've heard from inside the Broncos organization that they weren't wearing their masks enough. I've heard it from uh, inside the Broncos organization that they wore their masks enough that the league shouldn't have came down on them as hard as they did. Um, I blame uh, the Broncos, uh, Elway Fangio, for not having safeguards in place. They have Blake Bortles, who is going to be a quarantine quarterback now. They got him away from the building at least this week. Um, and they have they brought in a kicker taylor uh, Ro- russellino uh, who is with the uh, xfl he's going to essentially be um, an emergency kicker one week too late or we wouldn't have had that fiasco that we had that was embarrassing by the way i you know kudos to kendall hitton for for making an attempt uh, at something he had no chance of succeeding in. pat schirmer uh, no chance of succeeding the saints uh you know, maybe against a, a, um the the Seahawks defense, the uh wildcat might have worked, not against the Saints, so they're their number 1 defense in the league right now. So um it was just a a, a bad uh, uh, confluence of unfortunate events that led to and then I blame the league uh, also. See the see here's the thing contact clo- high risk close contact uh, the Broncos were already cleared from it all. They sent in the tape and had the league look at it. The league got it on Friday morning. They didn't get to the tape. They didn't make their ruling until Saturday afternoon. Well more than 26 hours after they got the videotaped did they make their ruling. It could have been done 20 hours earlier, giving the Broncos a full day to adjust. Maybe you can't really sign anybody because you got to get uh, get them through the COVID testing. But still... Uh, they could have had uh, at least a practice for Kendall Hinton and for uh, Philip Lindsay and Royce Freeman in the in the uh, uh, Wildcat um, and and had it a little more competitive. Um, it's it's an interpretation that um, they were high risk close contact. A lot of Broncos didn't think they were going to get dinged by that, especially Blake Bortles. I was hearing Bortles at one point when I first got the tip that the Bronco quarterbacks didn't practice. When I first got the tip, I heard that uh, all of them might get, uh, uh, you know, docked from the game or, or not allowed to play from the game. But Bortles, he was uh, he was well back in the back of the room during this film session, so um, uh, I think they could have allowed Blake Bortles to be okay, um, for instance. Um, also, the Broncos said it was, or the league said it was contained in just the quarterback room. Well. Deontay Spencer and two staff members uh, also tested positive the day after Jeff Driscoll. So you had Driscoll, Deontay Spencer, and two staff guys inside the building, and then you have three high-risk close contact. I think you could have called that enough of a virus spread to push the game back. The reason why they didn't push the game back is the league said it was contained in the quarterback room, the virus, and... uh, I think there was some evidence to the contrary. Darius Kilgo, uh now on the practice squad, uh he tested uh positive for COVID today. He's going in the uh COVID. I I I think he tested positive. He might just be a close contact. Uh, I'm not sure on that, but uh anyway, um it is uh I I think the league could have helped the Broncos out more. They decided not to. And it was, and then, you know, from their ivory towers and Park Avenue in New York, it didn't bother them that the Broncos lost 31-3 to and were embarrassed and humiliated. How about the Broncos fans? This is a pretty big region of fans. Um, hopefully the Broncos one day get payback on a league. I don't know how, but, uh, you know, Fangio, is, uh, he blamed the quarterback. Elway came out today. He blamed the quarterbacks. I promise you behind the scenes that may not be. Uh, what they're saying, but they don't want to get fined uh, and, and suffer any more than what they already have. So uh, let's move on from that and to the uh, and to the Kansas City Chiefs. Not that that's a, a, exactly a more pleasant topic. The Chiefs have beaten the Broncos ten straight times. I remember uh, game one of this streak. It was in 2015. Peyton Manning in I believe. Game, uh, uh, the Broncos were were seven and two, I think, and uh, Peyton had a heel injury and threw four picks. He was five out of twenty for twenty yards, worst game of his career, and um, certainly one. It had to have been the worst game of his career, and um, he was pulled for Brock Osweiler in that game. They got destroyed by the Chiefs, and then um, after that, in two thousand and sixteen, really the watershed moment. For these two franchises they are both seven and three going into game 11 uh, at Mile High uh, it was probably called Sports Authority at that point but on uh, uh, Trevor Simeon had that sensational 74yard pass um, to Benny Fowler put the Broncos up eight Chiefs are down eight with about two and a half minutes to go it comes down to about a minute left and uh, fourth and eleven. Fourth and eleven, at about the Broncos, nineteen, and Tyreek Hill, uh, or his fourth and ten, Tyreek Hill beats Bradley Roby for eleven, gets the first down. They score. They get the two point conversion. Chiefs win it in overtime on a field goal after Brandon McManus, I think, missed like a fifty seven yarder. Then kicked the dirt before the ball. Uh, McManus don't would not would not have missed that kick. Uh, I think if it was today, um, uh, so. Uh, we'll talk about that Chiefs game uh, coming up on the other side. Uh, it's not looking good for the Broncos. They're 14-point underdogs. Um, we'll see if they can compete and fight and scratch and claw um, uh, better than that and at least make it a game. But until then, I hope you enjoy this uh, conversation we had earlier this week with Garrett Bowles, the Broncos' new $17 million a year left tackle. Uh, enjoy, everybody, and we'll come back on Kliss's Mic drop on the other end of this interview with Garrett Bowles. Uh, Welcome, Garrett Bowles. And Garrett, first of all, congratulations. Boy, how far you've come in such a short
1: time. Thank you so much, my brother. It means a lot to me. I'm grateful to be here, and uh, I'm just excited to get to work.
0: You know, I uh, during your uh, press conference on on Monday, you said it hurts you um, that they didn't uh, give you the fifth year option, right? But let me tell you how much it hurt by not getting the. It, had they picked up the fifth year option, you would have got eleven million. By not picking up the fifth year option, you're getting twenty two million. Does it hurt a little less now?
1: <laughs> hey, man. You know, I'm just I'm just thankful and blessed to be here. Um. I love being in orange and blue, and I love being here with my family. I love the state, my, the fan base, the, everybody a part of this organization. Um, I'm just excited, and uh, like I said, I'm I, I'm just emotional and beyond grateful for the opportunity that they put their trust in me to continue to hold that franchise left tackle spot. And uh, I'm just looking forward to the many more memories and, and getting back to where we belong.
0: You know, you gave that type of answer um, a week ago Tuesday. And that night, I think you impressed. It it goes to show that when you have media interviews, sometimes you're talking to your own bosses because that night is when the contract uh, talk started. And I think your attitude of of wanting to be here, even though it was mixed signals on confidence, uh, I think that helped. I think that helped get the ball rolling.
1: Oh, for sure, but like I said, I think they have always believed in me. Uh, I just think they just, knew it was going to take time for me to develop and that, you know, they were hoping that I would. And, you know, I kept telling them just hang in there with me um, and, and just let me, you know, be out there. And, you know, I'm, I'm grateful that they kept me in there and they put their trust in me and, and it paid off for both sides.
0: I was talking about the mixed uh, messages. Um, yeah, they didn't pick up the fifth year option, but they also didn't sign another left tackle in free agency this past off season. They also didn't draft an offensive tackle in the high rounds uh, this off season. So how did you take that? I mean, uh, you knew that they were counting on you here in year four.
1: Um, for sure. I think, you know, I finished the season really strong last year. Um, You know, from the bye week on, I think I finished, you know, the last seven games on a high note. And I knew if I continued to play like that coming into next year, I knew there was an opportunity for me to be here long term. Um, so I just put, you know, my faith in the Lord and, Continue to work towards the things I needed to work towards, and you know, it paid off. So, everything happens for a reason. I, I'm a big believer in that, and uh, I know that I'm here to stay, and I'm not going anywhere. And, and I plan on, you know, playing my entire career here.
0: You mentioned that you did finish uh, strong last year. I think it was, you know, maybe when Brandon Allen became the quarterback, when Drew Locke became the quarterback, it seemed like uh, you were playing much better. Um, Was a little bit of mobility in quarterbacks part of your improvement? Or what did you do in the offseason? I know you went to California, but you must have had some, uh, even during the COVID year, uh, you must have really worked on some things because uh, I think you got a chance to be one of the most, or, or win the most improved player award this year.
1: Oh man, you know, I just really focused on my moral values of, you know, being faith, family football. That's my family motto. Um, And I know that if I do everything possibly can every single day and 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 have those things on my mindset then the sky's the limit for me You know my family is the one that pushes me my beautiful wife Natalie, you know my son kinks and my daughter Raya, those three are behind me in my corner and cheering me on and telling me to you know Go daddy and, and keep going. And so that's just my motto. That's the fire that continues to burn and you know I did a lot of things. I worked on my set. I worked on my hands I got stronger. I got um, I got bigger and faster, and you know my, I slept better. I ate better, and I did every little thing, um, all the little things. I think that's what, what was the most important. You know, a lot of people look at football, but they don't realize what are the little things that go into being successful. And I think if you focus on that, the sky's the limit for anybody. And so, you know, my motto is always: doesn't matter how you start, matters how you finish. So I'm um, continue to, to ride on that and, and see where it goes.
0: Let's go back, if 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 you don't mind, just this one time. What was maybe the lowest point? Because you, you, what's what's great about your extension is your backstory, and how far you've come from you know the depths of where you were, and you've had the troubled childhood. You've talked about that in the past, but where where was where was the low point, and and maybe the one thing, the the one moment that that got you going in the the right way.
1: I mean, the way I was playing, I, I I'm gonna, you know, be a third string or second string. I mean, that's really the way I was playing. I wasn't, I wasn't playing like a starter, and I take full responsibility towards myself on that. And you know, I had to fix that. I, you know, I believe I was a starter. They drafted me to be a starter, and I had to play like that, and I wasn't. And I take full responsibility. Um, that's one thing you know about me is you know I'm always accountable and, and I'll and I'll hold myself to a high standard because that's just how I've always been growing up. Um, I don't really particularly think there was a low point that you really got my mind going. I think it was just I'm I'm a fighter. You know, you go throughout my whole life as you guys all know. I've had my ups and downs. I've been punched in my face. I've been kicked. I've been, you know, buried. I, you name it. Uh, I I've I've been down. You know, past that. Um, that it's hard for people to get out of. But, you know, I'm I'm the person that, you know, when I set my mind to something, I know I'm determined to go get it. And, you know, that's how my family is. That's how I am. And I know if I continue to do that, I'm not going to be successful in football, but I'm going to be successful as a husband, as a father. And uh, as long as I continue to keep that mindset, then I'm going to go where the Lord wants me to go.
0: How about this season? It's been nice for you personally, as far as, you know, how far you've come along. But the season has been difficult. Uh, just uh, and it, it kind of capped off with uh, what happened on Sunday when you're out there with Kendall Henton. Just how crazy uh, has it been, and how have you been able to maintain your personal focus as things have been so wacky? I
1: well, mean, my main goal is to be the best left tackle to ever play the game, and you know, to do that, you gotta you gotta receive the, you know, the postseason awards. You gotta continue to work hard, and and that's my and that's my goal. But also, just be a consistent player. Um, go, you know, doing the same thing over and over again. I think that's, you talk about the greats like I had before, Joe Staley, Jonathan Ogden, Joe Thomas, those guys consistently do the same thing over and over for 10 plus years. And then they get to the point where they're, you know, their first team, you know, first team ballot as soon as, you know, they're available to go into Can- to Canton, Ohio. So, that's what it that's what it takes to be the best. You have to consistently do the same thing over and over again You know you talk about the mama mentality of Kobe Bryant. He says it over again You know he wanted to leave a legacy that everyone looks up to and, uh, and his work ethic and, and everything like that So, you know having a season like this um, Yeah, it's a bummer. You know, I, I want to win. I I'm eager to win I'm eager to help the team win but at the same time when when you have a season like this as long as you're playing good and doing your job people see that and and you're helping your team win when, you know, even though you're losing, um, I hate losing to be honest and uh, I know if I continue to protect Drew and keep his jersey, you know, fresh then, you know, th- these things are going to turn around. We have a young team, a lot of young talent, um, very, you know, a lot of guys that are explosive and we do that, continue to give those um, playmakers the ball then, you know, the sky's the limit for this team. The
0: uh, you've proven you can overcome adversity now you've got to prove you can handle prosperity it's always something right garrett always something and uh how do you think you're going to attack that did you when you were out there sunday um even though you know it was so tough with kendall hitton out there who did all he could against the saints but did you feel the expectations did you feel a little more pressure with that big contract behind you
1: no man you you can't let that pressure you that's a blessing you gotta you gotta I signed my contract. It's over. You know, it was a very emotional. You know, forty-eight hours leading up to the game time, just from you know knowing that I'm about to sign here to you know not having a quarterback to you know playing a game and running the ball every play. So that was very emotional. But you know, I didn't sleep much on Friday. um, But at the same time, you know, I had to get ready for a game. Um, I think my agent did a phenomenal job of structuring out my contract so that I continue to you know focus this season, finish season last five games on a high note. And, uh, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to continue to fight, fight for what is right and uh, get this team going in the direction that we belong.
0: And you've got, uh, do you have, uh, your cause for cleats, uh, what you have there? Uh, can you show, hold it up to the camera and kind of describe what, what you got going there?
1: I I didn't know I was supposed to bring my cleats. Um, Oh, okay. I was told
0: you were going to, sorry about that. No, no, no,
1: you're good. Um, my cause, my cleats is um, the National Center for Learning Disability, um, you know, yeah. the, the one in five kids, and then also on my right shoe, um, cystic fibrosis. my niece just got Desi just got diagnosed earlier this year um, with cystic fibrosis. So I have her on my right cleat and uh, uh, National Center for Learning Disability on my left cleat. So the GB3 Foundation is supporting both of those, and uh, I'm looking forward to wearing those and, and showing awareness for both of those things that touch home to me.
0: All right, Garrett. Well, listen, congratulations again on uh, your nice uh, financial secure contract that you got yourself and you earned. And uh, you're a big family man, so I know the wife and kids are excited, too. And uh, we just thank you a lot for stopping by and chatting with us.
1: Thank you so much, my brother. I appreciate it.
0: You got it. All right, we thank Garrett Bowles for that uh, conversation here with Nine News and and stopping by on Kliss's mic drop. Um, As I said there, uh, the key for Garrett Bowles, he proved he could overcome adversity. He was booed by the home fans. Remember last year against the Bears, four holding penalties, three and one quarter against Khalil Mack. Booed uh, uh, mercilessly by the uh, uh, Bronco fans. And from that, he's a, he's going to get uh, a twenty million dollar signing bonus, uh, make twenty one in year one, and he'll average seventeen million over the next uh, four years. Pretty much the next uh, three years are guaranteed. So uh, Garrett Bowles will be around at least for another three years after this one. So good for him. Uh, now for the rest of the team, um, the Broncos against the Kansas City Chiefs. Remember, Elway and Fangio said they got to improve the offense and uh, uh, try to keep up with the Chiefs on the scoreboard. You got to score 30 points. You got to be a 30 point a game offense to keep up with the Chiefs. Sure enough, again this year, the defending Super Bowl champs, after they averaged uh, 37 points in three playoff games last year, they're averaging 31.6 points per game again this year. Uh, That's second in the NFL. I think Green Bay is 31.7, just a fraction higher. The Broncos, meanwhile, are second in the last, averaging 19 points a game. Now, the Kendall Hinton, three points against the Saints. uh, Obviously, that hurt the Broncos' uh, production. But uh, still, um, the Broncos are basically as bad, if not slightly worse, than they've been the last four years on offense. Just uh, unacceptable, even though... Uh, their biggest excuse is no Cortland Sutton. Uh, Drew Locke uh, has not taken a step up as hoped from last year. Um, he's had the sophomore jinx, I think, and and I'll tell you why there is such a thing as sophomore jinx. First of all, that you know the 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 freshman year or rookie year, uh, people don't know what to expect from you. You just go out there and play. They don't have film on you. Uh, you don't have tendencies yet and you're just out there playing. Uh, the second year, the opposition uh, adjusts to you. And in the third year, you better adjust back to the defense. So next year, if Drew Locke is the Broncos quarterback, and, uh, right now that's a little bit up in the air, he still has five games to, uh, prove himself. I think this is, uh, again, a very important five game addition for him, just like last year. But, uh... Uh, it, it, you know, Drew's going to, I think Drew will have competition next year for that number one spot. And, uh he's going to have to play well, especially after the embarrassment of not getting, uh, of not playing last week because of, uh, the, you know, I, I guess the irresponsibility of not wearing his uh, mask correctly. I, I don't think the punishment fit, fit the crime, but, uh, you know I, know, I know this COVID thing has uh, just got everybody on guard, and everybody has an opinion on the thing, and I don't want to get into opinions on the thing. I just think it could have been legislated different by the league. That's where I'm at uh, on, this, on this thing. Um, I think Drew Locke's going to play well. He has not played well in his two games against the Chiefs. Last year in the snowstorm, this year in a snowstorm. Um, not a snowstorm, but it was snowy and cold. Uh, big pick six early in that game that was the difference. Uh Chiefs rolled 43 to 16. Broncos got a late uh garbage touchdown in that game or or it was worse than that. Uh Mahomes had barely any stats in that game, but because of turnovers in short fields, uh the Chiefs won going away 43 to 16. Last year 23 to 3, uh Mahomes was phenomenal. I think he threw for over 300 yards in the snow um lock what i remember about that game was lock i think on first and goal thrown kind of a shot put into the end zone that was intercepted that was probably that was his worst game only lost last year as a rookie he was four and one so drew lock has to play better the the broncos chance in this game and 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 i think they can keep it close for this reason the chiefs are not going to be up for this game how can they They've routed the Broncos the last three, four times they've played. They've won 10 straight. They're 10-1. and one. The Broncos are 4-7. and seven. The Chiefs are averaging 31 points a game. The Broncos 19. So they're not going to be at their best. Even though it's Sunday night, I don't think the Chiefs are going to be at their best. And the longer the Broncos can stay in the game, the more they can compete. Uh, I don't think the Broncos under any circumstance can win the game. But they can compete and be right there. Um, Also there's the turnover factor. Uh, I've said this in Cliss Notes uh, this week. The pick skin, the ball, has has points at the end. When there's points at the end, the ball can bounce funny. So you can have a tip pass and Justin Simmons interception. You can uh, take a swipe at the ball, happen to hit it right on the ball as you're tackling a guy. It pops loose. If the Broncos can go plus two in turnovers, I think they have a chance to hang in there. Um, don't see an upset, obviously. The Chiefs are 14-point favorites, but um, I'd, I'd like to see um, Fangio keep it competitive. On Sunday night, um, the NBC and the uh, NFL did not flex the Broncos out of this game, even though on paper it looks like a mismatch, and here's why. There are two better games. The Browns and the Titans were one game. They're both 8-3, and three, fighting for, and for AFC playoff seeds. Um, right now, I do believe both are in, uh, you know, going for top wild card spots, uh, that number four seed, and then um, the other, uh, you know, and the other game is the Rams at the Arizona Cardinals. Should be a good game if the Rams can turn it around. Jared Goff really playing bad in the turnover department, but uh, those are two much better games with playoff Im- implications. But there's one thing the Bronco Chief game has. That the Rams Cardinals and the uh, Browns uh, Titans do not have and that's Patrick Mahomes and uh, Patrick Mahomes is the number one box office draw um, more so than Aaron Rodgers I would say Rodgers would be uh, second Kyler Murray of the Cardinals is is probably third but um, I think those are the top box office draws and um, and Mahomes is the best, slightly over Rodgers, I would say, uh, but we'll see. Rodgers, uh, uh, I, I think they both have good coaches. Man, Matt Lafleur, a really good coach. Andy Reid's been around forever, real good coach. To me, the Chiefs have a better defense than the Packers, so that's why I like the Chiefs right now, as the uh, as the team to beat again to uh, to repeat as Super Bowl champions. And the Broncos, it looks like uh, you know they're four and seven coming in. Looking like four and eight after this game, uh, a lot of people are already chalking it up. I kind of am, and then it's at Carolina, winnable, but the Broncos will be uh, underdogs. They come home against the Bills. Eh, that's a Saturday game, December nineteenth. Um, you know, Broncos have maybe thirty percent chance to win that game, but winnable. And then at the Chargers, I think the Broncos have a forty percent chance. Still underdogs, but winnable. And then the last game right now, Broncos, since it's home, maybe 35-40% chance of winning, but win, but winnable. You never know how the rosters are going to look at the end of the season. With between COVID and injuries, uh, you never know what kind of team you're gonna play the last couple of weeks. So um right now the Broncos have been underdog every game this year, which is an indictment on the program. Let's see what changes. Uh, Joe Ellis, John Elway have in store uh, after this season. We'll talk about that later on uh, Kliss's mic drop. Now is not the time because I'll, I'll tell you this: last year at this time, with five games to go, I'm not sure um, there weren't going to be uh, some wholesale changes. Uh, but Drew Locke went four and one, and everyone felt good about the Broncos going in the off season. They seemed to have a good off season. And then they got everybody hurt, Von Miller and Cortland Sutton being the big ones. So thanks for listening to Cliss's uh, Mic Drop here in Week 13. We thank Garrett Bowles for his excellent conversation. And, and uh, congratulations to Garrett again on that new four-year, $68 million contra- contract extension. He worked hard for it. He hung in there. Uh, he stayed strong uh, through some uh, times of abuse. Uh, you know, emotional abuse, I, I would say, from, you know, local radio, the media, uh, the fans. Uh, he hung in there and improved tremendously. Mike Munchak deserves, uh, you know, at least a steak dinner out of that check, by the uh, out of that contract. Um, anyway, thank you again, and we'll do this again next week as the Broncos get ready to play at the Carolina Panthers and Christian McCaffrey. Thanks, everybody.